Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Welcome aboard to another edition of BJ Shea's Geek Nation, and I am Vicky Barcelona, covering for the Reverend Fuego, who is on assignment. And across from me is Mr. BJ Shea. Let me put on a record so that we can go through all of the misery in your life. That's, oh, I think Why? that's a tease for something. Yeah, see, you're mm, following me. I'm following. Yeah, you're following me. And running this whole monkey show, yes. Joey D. Hello, are we in a therapy session? Is that what we're doing? What's this no. misery? I feel like I, we're in a certain zone. Yeah, I don't mean to I don't mean oh. to really cloak my intentions. Oh. Yeah. Someone's getting a dagger in the back. That's hey. what I'm talking about. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Gareth Von Kallenbach. Kallenbach, yeah. do uh, it. We're, we're going to have some TV talk as well as talking about some t- uh, trailers. Come about shows coming out soon. That's also TV talk. TV talk. And more. 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 Joey, what is our contact info? Well, you can search Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the great social media devices, BJ Geek Nation or BJ Shay's Geek Nation, whichever you prefer. You'll find us because Woo. we're awesome. We have comic books, movies, reviews. More. And what else? We got more. 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 We got more. more. The games. More. We just too many games. Too many we just games. have so much stuff. Anywho, uh, how about we start off with a little uh, Gareth Von Kallenbach. Von Kallenbach. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review. That is SKNR.net. And Gareth, we've got some video game news and something. I don't know what's going on with the internet world, but I haven't heard a whole lot of news about Rage 2. But I know you've brought it up with me a couple of times. What's going on? Okay, well, Rage 2 came out this week. So basically, we've been in the last few weeks, we've been leading up to uh, the release with a lot of uh, trailers and teasers and stuff like this. And we got a look at the game a few days. We first played it at E3, but we got our first real hands-on with the final build a few days before it came out. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, Rage 2, it's the sequel to the original. And the great thing about it is that they took many of the elements that made the first one so popular and then enhanced it. Now, with that, of course, there are some additions and changes. The first largest change is there's no multiplayer this time out. And this is kind of... um this is keeping the thread that Bethesda has been moving to with a lot of their games where they have like the Wolfenstein games, for example, where they take shooters and instead of doing a multiplayer aspect, they do a much larger story. Like, for example, instead oh. of getting through a game that you'll be done in six to eight hours, you get 20 something hours of gameplay. Now, we've been told Doom Eternal, their next shooter coming, is going to have multiplayer. But this time out, there's none of that. But they have said there'll be a social aspect somewhere down the way. But what you get with that is um, some of the aspects that you probably enjoy from the Fallout series in that it does follow up uh, the events of Rage 1, but you don't have to play Rage 1 in order to 
play this. It's kind of like the next generation. So the, uh, the idea for people who don't remember was this giant meteorite hit the Earth, wiped out most of the life on it. And so what they did was they put some of the best and brightest into these underground vaults called arcs to keep them safe so they could come out in the future and reclaim humanity. Oh, yeah. And, of course, <laughs> you're... You were the only survivor of your arc. There were people trying to get to the arc for their nefarious schemes. You were trying to save the day, blah, 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 fighting mutant scumbags and all that. <laughs> so this is the next generation where you're the second generation of the original arc people. Something happens and you have to do it. Now, what they did was they gave you this massive open world with all sorts of post-apocalypse cities and interesting characters and players. And there's main quests and side quests. You fight through a first-person perspective, but you can mod out your weapons. And there's things like the boomerang wing stick, which check out everyone, and their grenades, rocket launchers, and all of this. But you also have vehicles, and you can get vehicles. You can trade them in. You can go to, like, this mutant arena, which is kind of like a big death sport, compete in that for notoriety. You can race. You can trade. You can, you know, take on locations. You can do main story missions. And there's a ridiculous amount of side quests. So the beautiful thing about it is not only does it look fantastic, it plays fast, it plays smooth, it is absolutely brutal. There are some massive creatures that you can take down. And you also have a skill level setting. So if you say, you know, I want to play the game, but I don't want to have the extreme challenge, you can set an easier skill level. You can play at a normal skill level play it a harder one find what works for you and not diminish anything and uh nice. i'm still playing into it and it's it's fantastic we do have some video up as well if anybody wants to see what it looks like love that now next up is this game and you sent me the message and i swear to god i thought it was an autocorrect typo you told me there's a game called blood fresh supply what's going yes. on dude Okay, so going in the Wayback Machine to the days of Duke Nukem 3D and the build engine, there was, of course, Duke Nukem, and there were spinoffs from that technology, such as Shadow Warrior and a game called Blood. Now, Shadow Warrior has since had a remake uh, and a sequel to the remake, but Blood has kind of been in limbo. Now, 3D Realms is working on a new game built on the older technology called Iron Maiden, so it's going to look and play like those old games from back in the day. Wow. 3D Accelerator. Now, Blood is a game that basically you play a kind of a demon and you fight undead and all of that. And it's always been a bit of a favorite of mine. It's kind of a cult classic, and pardon the pun, because cultists do come into it. <laughs> I had a small hand in the sequel for the game where I actually helped uh, advise on a level and some of the crazy product artwork to adorn the walls. But the game has kind of been in limbo, and I've always asked, why wasn't there a remake of it? And I was told that it became a complicated issue of who exactly has the rights because, oh. you know, party A has to work with party B, which also has to work with party C. Well, it turns out Atari apparently was holding the rights to the original game. So what they've done is they've taken blood and they've taken the cryptic passage add-on pack. And now to give you an idea, this goes back to the days of DOS. This is the first Dude. time we've had a really stable version of it that's going to work on Windows. I've been running it on a Windows 10 system. It still has the older graphics, but it is a work in progress, and they've been updating it. The difference is back in the day of dial-up games and all of that stuff, you can now play it stably over Windows. And if you like <laughs> to have a – and they're, you know, it, it, it's a cool thing because the thought is – 
if this thing takes on uh, a life of its own, then maybe we'll get the full remastered treatment. And the people apparently are not ruling that out. And, of course, everyone's looking at the sequel, which was built on a more modern game engine as to let's see this one come out. That's pretty cool just in terms of here, here's a little bit of it. But if you really want something, A, you need to support what we're doing and to just to see whether or not it's even worthwhile for people to get. Yeah, and it's cheap. I think you can get it. It's like it's still in an advanced beta phase, but I think it's like 10 bucks for everything right now. Nice. And then finally, is Netflix getting into the gaming sphere here? Yes. Now, this one completely blew our minds. We um, obviously we're at the time of year where we're starting to get the E3 invites and we've already had, you know, several come in, but only one from any kind of really made. Well, actually, about two from any of the major publishers. The other guys will be dropping their invites sooner or later. We heard rumors of this a couple of days ago and then we got a formal invite. Netflix is coming to E3 and they're basically going to hold a forum. Um, and what we're told is Netflix is essentially getting into gaming. Now, we've heard, like, before Telltale went under there, apparently we're working on a Stranger Things game. We don't know the details as if Netflix is doing this on their own. I think what is happening is Netflix is essentially going to go there and announce we've licensed to this company, this company, and by the way, we're open for business. If you've got an interest, come pitch to us. From what we gather, they're pitching their original content because, you know, a completely long and ridiculous other story we've talked about is all the different streaming services that are out and are coming and what's going to be available Mm -hmm. for Netflix. So they're investing heavily in original content. So apparently that's going to be the pitch. I mean, you sit there and you look at it and you go, well, you know, Stranger Things is going to leave itself open for games. Yep. Maybe Altered Carbon. Maybe some of the anime. What's coming after that? You know, I, I was kind of like joking. You're not going to see an Orange is the New Black game because if you are, that's going to be hysterical. God forbid. It's like, honey, why are they still in the shower? Nothing, honey. Nothing, Prison, you know, Prison Simulator 2020. But then, you know, we laugh about that, but EA did a co-op Prison Simulator game where two guys had to work together to break out recently. Done. And, you know, <laughs> you kind of think about that and you look at some of the originals and then you go, oh, crap, there's Lost in Space. Oh, yeah. And then you you look at the stuff they've announced that haven't hit yet, and you're like, yeah, you know, there's some stuff here. And then, so apparently they're either going to, we expect they're going to make some announcements because we don't think they're coming there just to say, hi, we're getting into games, (laughs) we're open to business, come talk to us, because you can do that off stage. We think they're going to be there, and apparently they're going to be announcing that they're getting into the game business. And, you know, and then then you get to the bigger picture of, are they going to start distributing this that, hey, if you have Netflix, guess what? You can stream these games and stuff like that. Ooh, that's an which interesting might call. Be a, ah. Right, which might be the way they offset all the Disney and Fox properties and some of the other departing for other competition. So that's that's where we are with it right now. And I'm like, this is going to be an interesting thing. Oh, hell yeah. It sounds like E3 is really ramping up. And uh, I can't wait till I get all the reports from you about that. Again, you can get those reports and even more like the gameplay videos of Rage 2 and so much more at Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Gareth, thank you so much. No problem. Take care now. All right. Thank you, Gareth. Uh, we have a lot 
a TV news and talk, even though a lot of the TV shows have seemed to have gone away. There's still a couple that are still kind of lingering or kind yeah. of on the tail end. Got some that are going to be coming soon. Got somebody that are going to be coming later. Mm, there's one that just ended. Yeah. Flash. Yeah. Well, the show didn't end, but the, se- the season ended. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, this was, um, first of all, first, um, we want to copy the way Thanos makes people die uh, special effect. That, that finally happened. <laughs> It was only a matter of time. Yeah. This one was done, though, shiny style. Instead of, like, you know, black ash, it was more like shiny little stars. So somebody, Thanos, yeah. you know, and Twilight had a baby, and it was this? Yeah, that's what happened. X-Men did it first. When you die in the Flash world, that's what happens. You mm-hmm. Thanos out in a sparkly way. Yeah. Sparkles. Uh, yeah. Overall, what did you think of it as the ending of the season? I have to say, you know what? I... <laughs> I should have known better, but I really did believe in the reverse flash. I thought he was reformed. I really mm-hmm. thought, you know what, he's, he's going to be gone. We've seen enough of the character and uh, Tom Cavanaugh, who's brilliant. Uh, he's, you know, I figured, all right, well, he'll just come back as another version of himself from another one of the, the, the multiple Earths that they have in Flash. Instead, that didn't happen. It turns out that this slow build for the season that, in fact, uh, Tom, that the reverse flash had a plan all along. He played everybody just so that he could get free, which he did. Um, they were able to stop the big bad person, Cicada, but that was really not the big problem because now the way to stop Cicada was ultimately going to free the reverse flash in the future. It was timey-wimey. It was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends on how you feel about Flash's daughter, all grown up, uh, she's gone. She flashed out shiny Thanos style. Well, that's not good. Yeah. Um, and she was trying to prevent, the reason she came back at all is she wanted to defeat this big bad guy named Cicada and then eventually Cicada's daughter because she wanted to prevent her father from disappearing and never being seen again. That never works out well for people. All she did was speed up the time that he's supposed to disappear and it's supposed to be sometime in 2019. It was supposed to be sometime in the future when she's growing up as a little kid. Uh, instead, you just see all of a sudden the newspaper article change and it goes from 20 whatever, you know, like 2050 something, whatever the heck it was, to 2019. So it's like, okay, so all this work, all this season, <laughs> and Flash is still going to vanish. Dude, that's literally the diffusal mm. of the bomb situation where you cut the wrong wire and it goes from 20 minutes to five minutes. Exactly. Like, ah, so we lose poor Nora. Cut the other one. We're glad we lost Nora. <laughs> Nora. And Flash is still going to disappear. Um, yeah, we also, I mean, I haven't done any work. If, if, if the Geek Nationals want to post on the Facebook page, the actor that plays uh, Cisco, and I don't, you know, I don't I don't know. I'll get his name in a second. But uh, Cisco, uh, Carlos uh, uh, Valdez, I, I don't know if he's gone because basically they had a metahuman cure. Uh, nothing like the X-Men cure that we saw. Um, and he He's no longer a meta. He basically takes the cure and goes, I want a regular life. I want to be a regular boy. So Vibe is no more. And I haven't followed the news to know whether or not this was his last episode or if this is just a story arc thing. But now they're one meta down on Team Flash. They don't have the guy that can basically help him go from place to place by breaching dimensional doors or or touch something and get a vibe of what's going on, which will help them in detective work. And he's also their smartest guy. So it's like, wow, that's a big character to lose. Yeah, as I say, it sounds like he's doing a solo tour now, you know, kind of yeah. leaving that one meta down or whatever rock band he was in. And it's like his girlfriend was really under. Standing. Like, he went and admitted to her he was vibe and secret identity, and you'd think, oh, the reason he's got to leave is because she's going all Yoko. No, he, she's actually really cool. She's huh. actually I, actually on a CW show where there's always drama. I even said to my daughter, I go, who's this woman who has no drama and that is super understanding of everything going on and is the most reasonable CW character I've ever seen Gosh. on every darn show, Flash, Arrow, you know, whatever, and... 
he's still going to leave anyway. Oh, so, she's going to die next episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, really, she's, you can't blame her. And so we'll see. That's how, that was the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger was Flash is going to vanish anyway. It was a good season. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I just love the characters a lot. I really do. Um, and so I, I give it a good thumbs up, the, the, awesome. the season finale. I do. And do you know if it's uh, renewed for another season at all? I believe it is. Okay. Yeah, I believe that makes it sense. is. Yeah, um, it's a. I think it's. I don't know. Maybe people like Arrow better. I don't know how the popularity of Arrow. Arrow's been on a few more seasons than Flash, but Flash is still. But I hear my Arrow, favorite CW show out of the superhero shows. I hear from a few of my friends that are both really geeky and or just like it because it's a CW show. Arrow was really good at the beginning, and then it went. The trouble is, is that. You know, Arrow, they went as far as they could go. They pretty yeah. much told the whole story via flashback, mm-hmm. and you go, where do you go from here? Yeah. It's 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 a problem that any show that lasts a long time has is they probably should have been done in three seasons. Anybody that remembers Babylon 5, you know that they told their story and they were done, but then they had a season or two after, and they tried. And it's like, stop, But stop. it's just like, no, nah, you, 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 you ended the massive story arc that led us from point A to point Z. Gosh, you know what's similar to that? I kind of feel like that after the second episode of Game of Thrones this season. Oh, hey! hey we're oh. not getting into that today. still bitter. <laughs> you will be bitter for the next 10 years. Yes, you will. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and we will tell you, obviously, what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll We'll probably talk about it on Friday. On Friday, yes. yeah. yeah. We'll give a little bit people a little time. Yeah. You know, they got to yeah. be able to see the and episode. So another show that we are watching that I'm actually watching as well, and we're still watching it, is Cloak and Dagger. And we, I think, are still an episode behind. But we want to talk about episode seven, Viking Town Sound. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you. I actually really like this episode more than the others. This show, every time I watch it at the beginning of a season, I go, I'm going to be done with this. And then I go, well, I'll just watch this one episode. To, and, and then you'll then be I'll, done. And then I, they get me. I feel like I'm gonna, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I was going to skip the next couple. And next thing you know, I'm binging. And by the way, this villain is the most creative, weird. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell he does. Have you figured out what the hell he's all about? Because so he gets these migraines that are crippling, and the only way he can satisfy, like to make them go away, is if he goes into the minds of I don't know why specifically women. Maybe that's just his thing. Uh, but he's able to feed off of their like remove all hope from their life, and he kind of feeds off of their you know their fears and you know all the horrible things that could happen and he kind of keeps them they they visual they show it not in like a weird kind of trippy cloud world it's actually a record store and so all these memories pretty trendy by the way since yeah. vinyl's back right it, yeah. but it, it's very interesting because like you see all the women you know their names and stuff and you can go through and see the vinyl of each moment of the life that was horrible so you see Tandy when with her dad and then you also see like different realities it's a very messed up, really, like you said, creative. Yeah, he's a, and to the point where he, he removed all hope from everybody around Tandy, including Tandy herself, that she was unable to summon her powers to create well, daggers. Her, her powers are surrounded, like she needs hope. Exactly. That's the idea. Yeah, and um, it's really, I give him a lot of credit. It's actually a very creative show. Just when I think I'm done with it, they do something to pull me back in, and I am enjoying this season, a very creative mm-hmm. villain that I don't completely understand. Also, they do. Ba- I mean, they're also covering human trafficking uh, mm-hmm. as an, as basically a real life underlying theme because that's how the girls are kidnapped for this guy's purposes. I do love that. Also, the one person who you thought who was a woman who was a, a, a they're using a therapy environment to trap these women. The very environment you think that you would need to heal. These are wolves in the in the fold. I give them a lot of credit because those were the last people I expected Me to be too. the bad guys. 
Me too. It was like, what? Wait, wait, wait. I thought that was the good guy. Yeah. Wait, I, that's the, the evil boyfriend, suppose? Whoa. Yeah, and the woman herself who you'd think, wow, how can you do this to somebody? Mm-hmm. I give them a lot of credit because, you know, that's a bold step to take in a world where, you know, you, you, you know, making a woman look bad, as we've seen on Game of Thrones, doesn't always go well. But I also have to give them credit with all the... Uh, all the other kind of underlying things like uh, right now we're also seeing uh, Tyrone's mom has the policeman that shot his brother and she's sitting there making him crab ca- or making crab cakes. Oh, that's dude. how she thinks. That's how she processes. And that whole scene. Is she so good? It was so powerful because there was that moment, too, where she she's like, you are tied up in a chair, a white man. And she's a black woman. And I still feel more powerless than you. Yeah, and that was like, a great line. Yeah, like she, it, it hit uh, Gloria, me hard. Can we give Gloria Rubin a lot of love because she's the, she's the actress that plays. That was a great scene. Yeah. I mean, you could feel the pain because this police officer basically killed her son and this, then covered it up. But this guy spent some time in Cloaktown, you know, in Cloak and in, in, in the dark, dark force, dark universe. Yeah, and he basically was like, you know what, I need to fix myself up. He's doing a great job because he's like, look, I don't want to make an excuse for it. I was a piece of crap, and I just want to do right by you people. And, and the mom, hard. I mean, I don't blame them. It's hard to believe. Like, why are you owning up to it now? But she's also, you could see, like, I don't want to be like you, but boy, I have so much rage and rage and anger. This is not only did he kill the brother, he framed him and said he was dealing drugs. Yeah, he. This, uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah. And that's why Gloria Rubin deserves credit. She's doing a great. That was an amazing scene. Um, and she's and she's a well to do, very. She's a judge, a, isn't she? D- an attorney or, or, or judge like or something. That, yeah. So she's in law, and you know, she's in the world of law. So she's seeing, first of all, being an African American, how law isn't fair for you, even though it should be. And then also with this whole BS that went down where her son, she's, you know, basically she's like, I'm devolving into what you guys are saying about my entire race of people, which is so wrong, but I don't want to do that. But damn it, I mean, I'm so angry because you guys have basically made me this, and yet she's fighting to retain her sense of honor and humanity and, and in, in the face of what could be the worst thing in the world, losing a child via murder and then having the child be made look like a piece of crap. On the, and, and same the, with her other son, because it was this guy who framed Tyrone... Uh, for uh, like the death of uh, what's his face, the pancake guy, yeah, yeah, the exactly. breakfast guy, yeah, and I forget she, his name. <laughs> yeah, and she's showing all of that. I mean, gosh, that's just good acting. This show is really good on yeah. multiple levels, just for the superhero aspect, for the social. You know, all that kind like I'm totally blanking on the word for it, but just kind of like the social climate, if yeah. you will. I know, yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, you know, again, it's on free form, and I think if kids mm-hmm. are watching this. I think it's fantastic because I feel like this will help, you know, send some good messages to people who are, you know, formulating the way they're going to be in life when they go from teenhood to adulthood. Uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger, man. Good stuff. Okay, now real quick. Yes. How was the latest episode of Twilight Zone? Oh, dude. Again, <laughs> unfortunately, it's, it doesn't make men look good. Uh, it was an episode called Not All Men. This was a great episode where a meteor lands. Meteors just, there was meteor showers, but then it lands on the planet and... Basically, it affects all men. Men just, their horrible impulses just turns them into animals. Everything you think a bad a guy would do that's bad, which we kind of see anyway in society, is happening. They're fighting, they're, 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 they're assaulting, sexually assaulting, they're doing everything. It doesn't affect any of the women. 
It just affects the men. And uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays one of the Von Strucker twins on uh, The Gifted, uh, The the, the, Mm -hmm. the Son. Okay, yeah. That that dude is in it. Um, A great moral to the story. I'm not going to give it away because you can just get it on the CBS All Access app anytime you want. It's my favorite Twilight Zone episode of the season. Wow. And look, I'm a dude, and you know sometimes I feel like the anti-male sentiment sometimes feels a little too much for me. It's like, look, I am all in support of people being good to other people. Like they're overcorrecting or... I feel like I get yeah. male bashed a little mm-hmm. bit and I don't like it. This episode, I think, was really well done. I didn't feel male bashed, even though pretty much every guy in this episode is a piece of crap. <laughs> but, it's, you, know, you know, I mean, it's uh, it, unfortunately. Um, but it was it was well done. It really felt like out of all the episodes, this had me feeling like, oh, this is really Twilight Zone. It's just like mm-hmm. it, it, I, I felt like, OK, this they've got their stride with this episode. And I didn't expect it. Um, so it, it was it was well done. And it was fun seeing uh, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Seahorn, I think. And then Rhea, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. She's from um, Better Call Saul mm-hmm. and she plays Saul's girlfriend. And she's she's I love her. And she was really good <laughs> in this, too. Yeah, I think the whole male bashing thing is definitely a thing nowadays. But I when anything like a Twilight Zone episode or anything like that, at least it's a form of art. So you mm-hmm. kind of like, if you look at it that way, it's like, okay, well, let's see the interpretation of this. So I don't know why people get so up in arms about everything these days. I, like, I, 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 I've just, there's been a lot of it since I've been in my 20s. There's been, yeah. a, there's been a movement to be cool. And the problem is, is that I feel like, look, I was one of the dudes in my 20s that was on board. And I feel like I'm getting lumped together with people that weren't on board. And that's why I've, there's a little fatigue with me. Like, not all of us were jerks. I mean, we were there at the beginning saying, yeah, this is a good idea. And you need people like that that in order for the, the disempowered to get empowered. You need somebody in power to agree with the disempowered and work with them. And I feel like people forget that that some of us did that. And that's the frustrating thing is like we want more women and we want more of A, B, C, D in all these things that we like. But that doesn't mean that we have to bash the other side. That just means we want, like, we need to be up in there instead of just doing what they were doing to us, if, if, if that makes sense. And this episode, I don't think, did it. This episode had a message and I and like I said, feeling like a guy who is male bashed, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my thing. I mean, yeah. I you know, I'm just taking it more personally than I would because I just I'm just fatigued. I think more than anything. But this episode did a really good job illustrating what I think is definitely a fair thing. And I like the way they did it. And then I like you know, like the Twilight Zone. There's always a little twist ending. I also didn't have a problem with the twist ending. I thought it was well done and. Jordan Peele's knocking it out of the park. I mean, Jordan Peele's crushing it. He's yeah. got he's got to be the guy when it comes to content creation for television and movies. I think he's the main man. I mean, he's the new Spielberg if you mm-hmm. ask me of this generation. That's how that's how good his stuff is. Uh, I do want to talk about two trailers of uh, shows that are going to be coming out, but I do want to mention one thing. Yes. I freaking called it. I called it like call? last year. What did you call? Disney acquires full control of Hulu. Dude, you did call that. I it just had a feeling the way Netflix is going how yeah. Hulu was still allowed to have and getting more Marvel type creations uh, I'm like this, this is, is this gonna is going to be a battle. This is a battle royale. We need to ha- I I could totally see them put Daredevil, not Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. <laughs> I can see them all eventually proceeding on this on Hulu. So oddly enough, they have Hulu now. So are they still going to put out their own app or are they just going to run everything well, through and, Hulu? And actually Com- Comcast is still talking about putting out an app and Comcast is 
basically also an owner of Hulu, which means Disney owns. I don't. I, I'm but a little this, confused. Disney as who's acquires owning who. full control of Hulu is what this is saying. Yeah. So where does Comcast fit in on this? Because they were the ones that had control before. I thought. God, it's so weird to think about the idea that cable companies are just getting tossed aside now because of how popular the streaming apps are. Well, this are. is why Comcast went and got Hulu in the first so place. So it says months after completing the purchase of 21st Century Fox. Uh, which came with a major stake in Hulu, Disney made the move to acquire the streaming service just outright. Um, so Disney and Comcast announced the new deal. It gives Disney full operational control of Hulu going forward. Um, but Comcast still owns three, 33% of the streaming company. So I think Comcast knows this is going to make us money. So yeah, and, and, you can do whatever you want, Disney. Do whatever you want, but we still want our cut. This is what it sounds like to me. You're going to see the Hulu app now with Xfinity because right now Netflix is on there. I think Amazon Prime you is can get, uh, you uh, can get, as far as the app is yeah. on, on Xfinity itself. Mm-hmm. You, so you don't even have to leave your, your cable TV to if be able have to have little, access to those you have apps. You a little button, Netflix, please. Yeah, and I think you're going to see Hulu the same thing. It must. I mean, that has to be part of this deal. And I think it's one of those, like, we'll have some Disney stuff on Hulu. And Disney will have all their Disney stuff, and Hulu will have other stuff, not just Disney stuff. And what are the chances you get a free Hulu account? Because isn't there a phone company that gives you a free account to either Hulu, there, Netflix, or Amazon there's Prime? There's a few that do those deals. I know if you, through Spotify, you can get like Hulu and Spotify connected. So, you can buy other. You can get HBO through Hulu Like if you pay an extra 10 20 bucks a month so or stars. My prediction is that if you are an Xfinity subscriber, you will immediately get Hulu. Probably the commercial version of it, but I believe that, hey, you pay for cable every month with Xfinity, you get the Hulu app for free with the commercials. I'm betting that's coming down the road or at least a much more discounted rate than if you bought it on its own. I believe it. Uh, Quick, before we go, what did you guys think? There's two new trailers out, Legion and Stumptown. Legion season three, it's going to be the last season. I'm looking forward to it because Legion's a great show. It's well done. And I think three seasons is enough. I I hate to say it just because it makes my brain hurt that show. Yeah, it does. And from the trailer, I think it's funny that I think this show is going to wrap up better than all my other shows. (laughs) I I can't believe I'm saying that because Legion is a screwy, out there, hippie show. It's a a show you watch on drugs, but you don't really need drugs. But after watching the trailer, I'm like, that storyline looks coherent. Like, let's see. <laughs> oh, God. There's time travel in this one, too. Poor GOT. Poor GOT. I hate time travel, but I yeah. still watch it. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, coming in the fall, we don't have a release date yet. Stumptown, which is based off a Greg Rucka book that we I remember when that book came out. I think we interviewed Greg yeah, we Rucka did talk back about in the day. Him. Yeah. And it was um, a good book. It's a good book. You know, it's funny. The world of superheroes and sci-fi and fantasy, the only reason this is in our rear view, in our vision at all, because it's a it's just a regular detective story, if you will. She's just kind of an S. She's Jessica Jones with instead of a drinking problem, a gambling problem in Portland. And That's no a problem. I can and, get by. And, and no powers. She, this yes. is just a regular show. Nobody's got any special abilities. Uh, the reason we're even talking about it, it was a graphic novel, and you've seen that with a lot of graphic novels. There are just some regular graphic novels that have no superhero-y, sci-fi, timey-wimey stuff in it at all, so it becomes part of our... You know, it's like, would we talk about Law, law and Order SUV or anything? No, or SVU. Uh, law, yeah. <laughs> special utilities vehicle, Law and Order. Um, but we talk about it because it's Greg Rucka, and it was a great graphic yeah. novel. And, well, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so how, you, you want to love a show about that. I was going to say, yeah, Pacific Northwest all the way. Uh, if you don't remember Greg Rucka, he did Batwoman and Lazarus as well. So if you remember that name... That's yeah. probably where you heard so it. So I'm happy for him because whenever somebody wants to make a TV show based on something you've created in the world of comics, that means, okay, you've done a kick-ass job. And Col- uh, Colby Smolders is pretty awesome. 
Oh yeah, I like Colby a lot. It's good to see her. It's you know, I'm, I'm glad Robin's kicking ass because she, she you know, she I always did. She's Robin because yeah. of sh- uh, excuse Shield. me, uh, Shield and all that. And she's yeah. so like I know her as a badass character instead of just like well, a you know, comedic she actress. She liked hockey, you know. So of course she's Canadian. Badass. Yeah, so, so odd. She's so typecasted, but she has so many different roles. Right? Yeah. It's so she's weird. She's typecasted in two things. Yeah. Anywho, that doesn't yeah. make sense. But yeah, there you go. Until next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.